Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, continuing in our series on the Lord's Prayer, a prayer of defendant, dependence and defiance. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It is a final petition, number six of the petitions in the prayer, number three of the petitions that we ask the Lord to do for us, of lead us not into temptation that I will be focusing on this morning, which is the final petition that our Lord teaches us to pray. The three petitions that are near the end of the Lord's Prayer, the, the daily bread, the forgive us our debts, and deliver us from evil, are vitally connected. And I'd like to show that to you this morning, how interconnected they are with one another, and how in a few words our Lord gives us words that encompass all that we need to ask God for. And I'm going to spend the entire time next week talking more about how to use the Lord's Prayer because our, our Lord says, pray this way, and our Father knows what you need before you ask him. But this morning, let me just point out that, that first of all, the Lord asks us to, tells us to ask for our daily bread. In other words, that he would give us everything that we need to be sustained and satisfied in this world. And the second request is what we need most as our daily bread. What is it that sustains us? What is it that satisfies us most in this world and we need as our daily bread? It's the forgiveness of our sins. And so when we pray, Lord, forgive us our debts, the thing that we most need for our daily bread to be sustained and satisfied is to know that we are forgiven. And then the third petition that we come to today Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The reason that we are in need of forgiveness as our daily bread is because we are constantly finding ourselves participating and being participating in evil and being led into temptation. From the very evil that God has delivered us from on the cross. We find ourselves not being delivered from it, but we find ourselves actually participating in it. And so as part of our daily bread, we, Lord, we pray, Lord, would you forgive us our debts? It was said of Luther that he woke up uh, in the morning, Lord, give me my daily bread. And in the evening, uh, forgive us, forgive me my debts and leave me not into temptation. Coming home yesterday afternoon on a, on an afternoon ride. It was a beautiful day, beautiful, quiet roads. And I found myself in my own mind going sideways in my thoughts about circumstances that I was thinking about, situations that involved people that I was thinking about. And my mind going sideways in a way that it wasn't the way that it should be in preparation for this day, uh, the Lord's Day, and my task ahead of me. And I prayed to the Lord, the Lord, would you deliver me? Right there on, on the highway, a deliverance ministry of the Lord in need of, of God's deliverance. Lord, would you deliver me from the kinds of places where my mind goes? 
Would you deliver me from circumstances that I am thinking about that fill me with fear? And there are so many times in our life where we need this prayer in our life. Lord, would you deliver me? Would you keep me safe? Lori read from Psalm 34 earlier. Would you keep my tongue from evil? Rick read from the book of James, speaking of the wisdom that is from below and not from above and is in fact demonic and we participate in things in our thoughts, in our words, in our mind that aren't peace-loving. And we find ourselves participating in the very evil that the cross itself has delivered us from. And so we pray as part of our daily bread in what we need each day. Lord, would you please guide my path away from the things that would tempt me to the participation in evil. Those of you that read in our Bible reading together, it's called 1055, reading through the book of Matthew right now, would have read the story of Peter recently, a couple days ago. And the reminder of how Peter was in need of this very thing. He woke up in the morning, but he woke up in the morning resolved not to do, which was to betray his Lord. Lord, I would die before I ever betray you. And before the sun set that day, he had denied his Lord three times. Lord, lead me not into temptation. To deliver me, deliver us from evil. So here's the main point that I'd like us to get across. I'd like to get across this morning. If you don't get anything else, I hope you at least get this: that we pray this prayer as a prayer of dependency upon God to keep us safe. Lord, lead us not into temptation. Would you give us a safe path? But it is not only a prayer of, of dependence. I hope that you can see also that it is a prayer of defiance. It is a defiance of the world, that the world will not determine our path for us. When the world says, oh, there's no such thing as evil, when the world says that so much of evil in the world is simply normal, we will defy the world and depend upon the Lord with the words that our Lord taught us to pray. Lord, deliver us from evil. Lead us not into temptation. There are three questions I'm going to work through this morning. There's a lot of different ways that I could go with the words that are included in this text about evil and about temptation and the ways, different ways that the word is used in the scripture. They're in the sermon notes. It's a, it's a bit of an epistle that's written uh, this morning. There's extra material there that you can read. But I'm going to confine my thoughts in the pulpit to the text itself, the prayer itself, asking the three questions. Why do we pray this prayer? What is it that we're asking for? And how do we do it? Why, what, and how? First of all, why do we need to pray this way? Why do we pray? Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. To be delivered from evil is part of our daily bread because evil is part of our daily life. That's why we need to pray it. Our Lord says, pray this way so that you may not be naive to the presence of evil. 
pray this way because of our vulnerability to be participants in the very thing that our Lord was nailed to a tree to deliver us from. But to call anything evil in our, our present age is itself a defiance of the world. The prayer, the reason we pray it, is a reminder that evil is real. Notice it does not say, Lord, keep me safe from the devil. Perhaps as you've known the prayer and prayed the prayer all, all through the years that you've used it, perhaps in your imagination, in your mind, that, that's what you're thinking. There is a devil in the world and I need to be kept safe from him and that certainly is a part of what is included in this prayer. Keep us safe from the evil one who is also the devil. But we are also reminded that, that evil is very, very close to us. Our Lord says to the Pharisees in the book of Matthew, he says, how can you speak good when you are evil? That's how close evil is to us. Jesus says, why are you so concerned about the outside of the cup? Don't you know that it's the, it's the evil that's on the inside of you coming out that makes you wicked? Lord, deliver us from evil. And he says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the good person, what is stored up in him, brings good things. But the evil person brings out evil from the evil that is stored up in him. That's why we need to pray, Lord, lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil, because evil is present. It is threatening, and it is real. What is it that we were praying for? What is it that we're asking the Lord for? What we're asking for the Lord for, first and foremost, is a path. Lead us, infers a path. Give me a path. Lead me, O Lord. Asking for the Lord's help. Lead me in a way that does not go into temptation. Temptation is a path. And we're asking the Lord for a different path. Temptation is the path that leads to that participation in evil. Let me show you, even just within the Lord's prayer, how we find that path so easily. The petition just before this. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. We face daily temptation to not to forgive our debtors. That temptation to not forgive our debtors is a path that leads to the participation in evil. Matthew chapter 18, then the parable that Pastor Andrew spent time on last week of the unforgiving servant, where the king says to the servant who has forgiven much and then beats his fellow servant, the king says, you wicked servant. The temptation to not forgive is a path that we need to be saved from. Give us our daily bread, looking to God for all that satisfies our wants and our appetites is also where we face temptation. Temptation to find our appetites satisfied elsewhere, to find our, our wants, our needs, our appetites satisfied 
by the world and by the things in the world, which is a path. And that path leads <laughs> to the participation in evil. These are some words from Psalm 141, where the psalmist prays, Lord, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not let my heart incline to any evil, to busy myself with wicked deeds in company with men who work iniquity, and let me not eat of their delicacies. But my eyes are towards you, O God, my Lord. In you I seek refuge. Leave me not defenseless. Keep me from the trap that is laid for me and from the snares of evil. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass safely by. That's the path. That's what we're asking for. We're not only asking for a path, though. We're asking for deliverance. Some of you need to be delivered right now, just like I, I spoke of myself yesterday afternoon, realizing that I, Lord, I'm in your hands and I need help. There's things within me that I need deliverance from. And the words, just think about it for a moment, to pray those words, Lord, deliver me. What does it say about about our, our ability? What does it say about ourselves? What does it say about our power? What does it say about our Lord? What does it say about our dependence upon the Lord? What does it say about the world and our, the things that we want to be delivered from? It's not merely a prayer for the weak to say, oh, I need a little help here. A little help, please. It's a prayer of the powerless to say, I need deliverance. That's what we're asking for. We need real, divine intervention by our Lord, who is gracious and merciful and is our deliverer. The 23rd Psalm is wonderful. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Psalm 139, the last phrase of it, says, Lord, lead me in the way that is everlasting. That is what we're asking for. How does it work? Third question, why we pray it, what we're praying for, how does it work? How does God answer this prayer? How are we led away from temptation and from the participation in evil? Is it magic? You say the right words and something automatically happens? It is not magic, but it is real. And it is through Christ, and our Lord is real. It works through Christ himself. This is the gospel, to be delivered from evil, and to be continually delivered from evil. 
And the Lord's Prayer is a, is a gospel-saturated prayer, full of proclamation of Christ and full of dependence upon Christ. I hope you've noticed that as we've gone through it, that he is central to everything and how it works. Then how do we get our daily bread? Well, our Lord is our daily bread. He says, my body is real food and my blood is real drink. How is it that we're forgiven of our debts? How does it work? Well, we have a debt payer. It's not magic. We, we look to Christ. It's, it's the gospel that is, is proclaimed to us all through the prayer. And how is it that we are delivered from evil? It is also through Christ himself. He is our shepherd. He is the one who keeps us safe. And he has delivered us. Colossians 1.13 says, He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness to the dominion of light. But in that deliverance, I want to identify two things that happen. I want to press this further in the question, well, how does it work? What, what, is it in, what does it connect with in my own life? How is it that Christ comes into my life, into my thinking, and connects in such a way that it works? All this about being led away from evil, all of this about being delivered. Well, when Christ takes us from the domain of darkness and he makes his body real food for us as our daily bread, and he gives us that great treasure of the forgiveness of sins. He gives us two things that I want to mention. And these are two things that, that function in my life. This is, this is how, I, how I put it together. When I'm, when I'm out and I'm saying, Lord, would you deliver me? This is what I'm praying through. Lord, would you give me these two things? And those two things are a new identity and new treasures. A new identity and new treasures. We can't carry on in whatever it was, whatever it was, whoever we thought we were, however we found our identity when we, when we were still in the world, when we were still in the dominion of darkness that God has delivered us from. We can't carry on in that old identity. It must be a new identity that has God as our Father. And you know what happens? When that is your identity, when you belong, it, 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 it liberates you and frees you some so much of where you realize and you discover, you know what, I'm looking for identity there. That's why I'm angry. That's why I'm upset. That's why I'm jealous. Lord, forgive me, my debts. Be my daily bread. Deliver me from evil. Help me see that I have a new identity and it's as a child of the Father. And you know what happens when the world mocks my Father? When the world says that what my Father prohibits because he loves me, says, you know what, that's just normal, you need to do that. That makes me angry. And that keeps me from temptation and delivers me from evil. We also can't carry on with whatever we, wherever and in whatever we used to find our treasure. Our treasure must now be in the kingdom of God. Lord, bring your kingdom. Do your will. Make that my treasure. And what is God's will? That his love be upon us through the forgiveness of sins. 
And that is our greatest treasure, the love of God. And the forgiveness of sins. Proverbs 8.13 says, the fear of the Lord. And there's a lot of Proverbs that begin with these words. The fear of the Lord is. But in chapter 8, verse 13, it finishes it like this. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. That's because of new identity and new treasures. Because Christ has become everything for us. But as long as our identity and as long as our treasures remain in this world, we constantly find ourselves on the path of temptation. And that path to temptation leads to the participation in evil. And all of the harm, all of the harm that, that comes along with that participation in evil. Lord, forgive us our debts. Would you be our, our daily bread, which includes the deliverance from evil? Psalm, rather, Romans 13, 14. I'll close with where the Apostle Paul puts it like this. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. That's how we put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You put on a new identity. You put in new treasures. That's putting on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in those ways. Psalm 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting.